What's up, everybody? This is Nick Sly coming back to y'all with another new music with Nick, my column and podcast where I look at some of the most recent releases in hip hop, R&B, and pop music. I'm going to be looking at Jid's The Forever Story. Let me just start by saying if you're not acquainted with Jid yet, you got to get acquainted. This guy is a true talent, a generational talent, and will go down in history and hip hop. I'm going to go ahead and say that at the beginning before I even dive into this album. So if you're not acquainted, acquaint yourself immediately. A lot of people want to say that Jid's a newcomer in rap or that Jid is, you know, of this, this new era, new generation. And although like maybe for the rappers that are peaking into stardom, that are reaching mainstream popularity, he's in the new generation of that because his, his famous stardom is rather recent. He's the furthest thing from a newcomer in the genre. He's 31 years old and he's been making dope music for over a decade now. You know, the potential has been obvious all the way since the beginning. He was a standout football player at Hampton University, came out of Atlanta, Georgia, went up there, played football. Once he gave up football, you know, made the full dedication and focus towards rapping. And since that start, you know, he's had an incredibly intriguing aura as an artist. He's had great beat selections. He's had abstract flows, super intriguing personality, and just a personable guy. Somebody that's really easy to pull for and root for. And that's made him stand out. You know, Atlanta is a crowded place, a very crowded scene for hip hop, but he's always had a unique pull. He's always had a bunch of things that were going for him that made him really likable and just crazy talented as an artist. So funny enough, the song that didn't actually make the album, it was the intended outro to the album, but never ended up getting sample clearances in time. 2007 does a great job telling the story of Jit's come up, of his growth, you know, coming from Atlanta, wanting to go to the NFL, wanting to become a famous football player becoming an excellent player at Division I FCS Hampton University as a cornerback, being a team captain. But eventually things happened and he had to leave Hampton University actually and return home to Atlanta and then started his full pursuit of his career in rap music. Back in the early 2010s when he was really getting his start, put out a string of mixtapes including Cakewalk, Root of Evil, Gastrim on Datpiff. I'd say definitely check them out. Like if you have not checked those projects out, they're cool, they're interesting, they're fun. Nothing crazy from a point of cohesiveness or, you know, holistic artistry, but definitely super dope raps, abstract flows, cool beats, samples, funny stuff. You know, he was definitely a very, very funny rapper early on. He definitely, he still has elements of comedy in his stuff. But, you know, as a young rapper, he was really not taking things super seriously and really just showing this massive array of talent and skill, but not really piecing it together holistically, artistically yet. I think the real point where he came together fully as an artist and really showed the beginning of that, that massive ascension was 2013's Part 2, an incredible compilation, like a fantastic mixtape. I ranked my top 100 projects from the 2010s. I personally thought it was a top 20 project. That's how elite the production was. Incredible samples, a lot of stuff from Hollywood JB, an in-house producer for the Spillage Village crew, which Jid was a part of and still is a part of super cool group that project was incredible so parts who definitely were checking out and that was the real moment where i said okay jid is the truth jid is the future this is incredible that's where it really came together and since then he's really continued his ascension and continued his development into one of the premier artists in all of hip-hop right now to me it was really always obvious that jid had this potential for a classic rap album and I think with the forever story, it finally came to fruition. From a technical standpoint, there's just hardly anybody in the world who's rapping on Jid's level. Even if we want to paint an all-time picture, I think he's still up there in the top echelon. 
his proficiency is just crazy. Like the skills are at levels of an all-time great across the board. The flows are ridiculous. The delivery is incredible. The cadence is fantastic. Everything artistically, he has such a great rhythm and such a great innate ability to just match the beats with incredible flows. Do so many abstract things with his vocals. It's just, it's really fantastic. His ability to just bend syllables and he's just got an infinite amount of flows with him, it seems like. You know, it's just, it's really amazing. And I mean, across the album, like it really is just a marvel of the art of rapping. It's really just an incredible project. From that standpoint alone, purely, that's not even getting into the lyricism, which I think was probably the biggest area of growth on this album. I mean, he's always had the ability to use clever wordplay, double entendres, funny things going on in his raps. But across the Forever story, the lyricism was just phenomenal. I mean, it's some of the best lyricism I've heard in hip hop um, in this current decade. You know, it's, it's deep. It's cohesive. The storytelling is there. Everything paints a real full picture. It feels like we're getting painted a giant mural of his life growing up in Atlanta, of his life emerging as a rapper out of East Atlanta. You know, all these things are present in such a beautiful and deep way. Not only is the technical rapping there, but the fantastic depth in the lyricism is also very, very, very present. Certain albums, you can just tell that every single second on it was not wasted. Every single second was taken with care and with a profound amount of thought. Jid did not waste a single syllable on this album. Everything served a purpose. Everything creates a distinct atmosphere. Everything highlights all the time and care and effort that was put into everything from the production to the songwriting to the delivery. Like a front to back listen here is really just so graphic and authentic. It's, it's true art. It's obvious that Jid has been taking so much time with this album. It's been multiple years since he dropped his last album with DiCaprio 2. And it's very just clear that he has spent this time and he took the time to give fans something that they could love and cherish and putting out an album that will last the test of time. It's just so easy to pull for Jid. There's just so much heart and soul that's put into every track. You just want to pull for him. He's so open, expressive. He puts his fans first. He puts his hometown first. He puts his community first and everything that he does as an artist. The album's rollout was fantastic. That's another underlooked piece of this is that, you know, the the experience is more than just the songs. It's more than just the sonics. It's this experience he created. He did this scavenger hunt type of thing where, you know, fans had to find his old Cadillac. And, you know, you go there, you get a, an early listening to the album in a couple of different major cities. I think it was Los Angeles, his hometown of Atlanta and New York City. He had listening parties throughout the week, a bunch of clever ways setting up just a fantastic rollout. The two lead singles were incredible, really captivated people, got people excited for the music. Proper choice with the rollout singles, in my opinion, as well. I just, everything done holistically, as an artist, as a marketer, as somebody who cares about their fans, it was just all put together so incredibly and gave a really memorable moment in time, not just with the music, but with the experience that came with preparing for it and then having that wonderful first listen with it. He could have easily just said, okay, I'm just going to go into this. I'm going to rap again. It's going to be a bunch of freestyle-esque songs, you know, no cohesive themes. I'm just going to rap. I'm going to do what I know I can do, and I'm going to make hits, and I'm going to make money from it. That's what a lot of artists will be inclined to do. That's what a lot of rappers will be inclined to do. But he went the complete opposite route. He challenged himself artistically, sonically, vocally. There's so many moments where he's trying and innovating new creative sounds and really testing his boundaries as an artist, as a singer. As a rapper, you know, there are points where he was really singing, which is something we've heard from him a bit in the past. 
if we want to look at tracks like Hereditary or, you know, things of that sort, All Bad with Mariba on The Never Store, he's definitely like put his foot forth in singing before, but not quite to the extent he did on this album. He really dove in and really put forth an incredible effort expanding his sound and really just touching sonic boundaries in a way that he hasn't really done before while also knowing exactly what his strengths are in those areas of innovation and making it all sound so great and effortless. There's so many highlights on this track list, but I wanna just take y'all through a quick run through, kind of thoughts on some of the tracks, going from start to finish and really just laying out how I see it all coming together and how the development of the album really made such an incredible listen and one of the better modern rap albums. I think this album very much deserves that kind of track by track focus and analysis. You know, to start it off, we got Galaxy, which is a fantastic intro. And I think really a lot of artists and rappers in particular have lost the art and the meaning of what the intro track could do and should do for an album. And I think Jib perfectly understood it and executed on it, giving us a solid intro that sets an atmosphere, an aura, a foundation for what is to come. The narration, the singing, the smooth melodies, the soft, gentle intro, the production really sets an established foundation for what's going to come. I think he executed really well on that, and it really leads us into the second track nicely. Track two, we've got Radar. And this one absolutely blew me away on first listen and continues to be one of my favorite songs that's dropped this year. Just a few seconds into the song, Jid starts rapping with an incredible pace. The beat is so hard hitting. The rapping is just incredible. That's the best way I can say it. it is an absolute masterpiece of the art and the technical skill of rapping. Just an amazing song. And lyrically, it's fantastic too, especially the last verse after the beat switch. The cohesiveness, the thematic, the dark aura, everything ties together. Everything goes together. It really feels like just throwing you into, you know, the battlefield, which can sometimes be East Atlanta, trying to come up, come out of his situations, all the shit he went through, all the things that he went through, all these things he fought through, I think really come together the anger, the ferocity, it really sets the stage. It's just an incredible, incredible song to follow up on the intro with. Fantastic song, really just highlights the art of rapping. Radar was an incredible track. Must, must, must listen track. Next, we have Dance Now, the second single from the album. Just a great song, so infectious, catchy, incredible verses, great flow switches. Everything he did from delivery, intonation, everything just just executed, came together. Dance Now is such a fun song, such a good song, too. The rapping was, again, great. Kenny Mason with the dope hook, too. Just a really dope song. I think track four might have actually been the highlight of the album. It might really be the best song on here. Crack Sandwich is just one of the best storytelling songs that I've heard this year, recently, especially the last verse, the way that such a vivid picture is painted the way that it continues with the sound of the album. It sounds so nice and cohesive with the first few tracks. It fits its place well. It has such, such an atmosphere to the song. It's so simple. The production is great. It's not too elaborate. It's fairly simplistic, but it does its job. It executes flawlessly on setting the foundation. Incredible chorus. I absolutely love the chorus on this song. Fantastic hook, just great, great structure. That last verse, like I said, amazing. This song is just perfect. It's a, I mean, it's, it's a flawless song. I, I can't think of anything I would change with this song and just such great rapping and really just highlights everything that's great about Jit. Can't Punk Me, a great cut with Earth Gang. Jit and Earth Gang never miss together. Fun, 
upbeat track, great energy from start to finish, just a really dope song overall. And then next we got Surround Sound, which was the first lead single to the album, released months ago, released actually at the, at the start of this year, at the start of 2022. It's got 21 Savage and then Baby Tate with a super, super small little transition bridge there in the middle of the song. But Jid and 21 absolutely did their thing, especially Jid's verse after that beat switch. Incredible, incredible. One of the best verses I've heard in a while. Just fantastic rapping all around. Such a fun song. Beautiful Aretha Franklin sample. Really combining that with their sound. Just, just super dope. Two great, two great rappers doing their thing on the track there. And Cody Blue 31 was just such a, such a soulful song. Great placement on the album being right in the middle. Just an uplifting track. Super soulful, well-structured, deep. Jid's vocals were also really dope. Just hearing him sing like that, sing so soulfully and passionately was just wonderful. That's a really great song. Really contributed a lot to the album. And after that, we have Brudenham with Lil Durk followed by Sisterham. Brudenham was just great. A great song, great melody, rhythm, flow. I really liked the way that Durk came out of the verse. Durk's flow towards the end of the verse, I wasn't really feeling, but I loved, I loved the start of his verse. I really liked Jid's verse. Another really good chorus, really strong chorus. Just a, another good song. And then after we got Sisterham, complimented by the James Blake vocals, a really deep and profound song. Definitely probably the most somber moment on the album, but really, really, really well done. Long song, many verses, many long verses by Jid. This album did a really good job of, of bringing in the third verse and valuing and emphasizing the third verse, which has lost a lot of its emphasis and importance in rap over the last decade. So really good to see him giving us a bunch of verses and not just short, quick verses. These are long powerful, narrative-based verses with heavily connected storytelling. And then we got Can't Make You Change with the wonderful Ari Lennox. Really nice song, really smooth track, very enjoyable. Stars with Most Def was really cool too. I really liked Jiz's first two verses on that song, really enjoyable. I like the mixing and the edits on the vocals. I thought it was really fun, interesting. It was a nice switch up, change of pace. Big fan of the production. After the B-Switch, I didn't like the second instrumental quite as much. Most Def gave a dope verse, but I wasn't feeling the production at the end of that song really like I was the beginning half, but is what it is. Anytime you get Most Def on a song, it's going to be dope. After that, we got Just In Time with Kenny Mason and Lil Wayne. I've got to say, I think Lil Wayne watched him a little bit with the verse. Jid gave a strong verse, but Wayne just did his thing. He fit the beat so well. Just an incredible verse. I'm not saying that Jid just like got completely smoked on this song, but Wayne had a fantastic verse. I, I think. I gotta give the nod to Wayne if we're talking about better verse on that song. But I love, love, love Kenny Mason's hook. That might have been my, that was probably my favorite part of that whole track. It's so infectious, so fun. Just a really good beat, really good song overall. I think the 13th track on this one really might be the hidden gem. I think Money was an incredible song. Such an enjoyable and feel good listen. And really, you know, I said Crack Sandwich might be the best song in this album, but this song is right up there with it. It's one of Jiz's best songs he's ever put out. It's really incredible and everything, the structure of it, a lot of like real particular elements are really beautiful and really help to paint a picture and help, you know, obviously not the outro, but towards the end album, and it, they help to bring a lot of this stuff to more of a closure and on a beautiful note and really with a lot of soulful and deep elements. I think this track was executed basically flawlessly. You know, so to somebody listening for a first time, and if you're not listening that closely, you know, it can feel like a brag song. It can feel like a simple rap song. Let's go get this money type anthem. 
it's anything but that. You know, he uses the children singing the chorus to really simplify that concept. And, you know, it gives that feel of this, the, you know, this juvenile concept of, you know, young people, we just want money. We just want to chase this money. Let's go get this money. Like, cheers to this money, basically, at the beginning. You know, you have the children singing that chorus and repeating that chorus throughout the song. But the real message that the song is getting at is, you know, the things that become frustrating in that struggle, the pains of not having money, all of the things that you got to go through growing up not having money, the pains that you have to go through struggling to get meals, to get places to sleep, all these simple things of life that become these major frustrations for you and build up all this anger in you. He uses the bologna sandwich. That's kind of the symbol for, for wealth and comfort and money, you know, at the beginning of the song, he's talking about how being told to make another bologna sandwich because there's not money to get better food or just having that as the only resource to really satisfy his hunger is so frustrating. It brings him so much anger. It brings him so much pain to think of that. When he's going through this struggle, that's the beginning. That's before he had the money. These struggles used to frustrate him so much. He used to not even be able to appreciate a lot of the beautiful things in his life because that struggle, that financial insecurity is such a burden on somebody. But he ties it back with a beautiful second verse. And at the end of the second verse, he's saying he'd do anything to just get a bologna sandwich again. He's saying that, you know, to have those simple joys, to have those simple things, the things that became so normal and comfortable to him growing up, the soulfulness, the wonderful community that he grew up with in East Atlanta, all these things that he didn't maybe appreciate back then because their struggle was so imminent. No, he really misses them now. After going through a life of superstardom and becoming this big rap star, was popping in LA, popping in New York, living this superstar lifestyle, really in the end, the struggle can sometimes feel like the only shit that's real. That bologna sandwich, that struggle, being with those people that are struggling too, the community that that builds can sometimes feel like the only thing real in the end. And I think he just expresses that so beautifully and poignantly, and really just an incredible song. You know, that song, I damn near teared up when I heard it the first time. Just really hearing that callback with the bologna sandwich, with the, the whole metaphor there, everything going on, literally and figuratively. Just such a wonderfully told story and just a great reflection. You know, it shows that Jid is so aware of his situation. He's so thoughtful and reflective for everything, you know, he's been through and going through as an artist, as a person. Just an incredible song. I can't say enough about that song. I definitely like a strong, personal attachment to that song, a beautiful song. Really, really appreciate you putting that one in the album. Yeah, so to be honest, the next track, Better Days, was the low point of the album for me. It's not a terrible song. It's just kind of boring. The production was boring. I didn't really feel super intrigued by the melodies, the lyrics. I appreciate the message of positivity that's going for and hope, but the execution just didn't really hit for me. Low point of the album, in my opinion. But it's followed up by a fantastic outro in Louder 2, which is an obvious callback to the track Louder, from Jid's The Never Story. Um, really solid song, incredible rapping. The verses are fantastic. Shout out to Raven Lene and Aaron Allen Kane. Super dope. They've been making all kinds of great contributions with their own music, features on other hip hop artists stuff. They were just really great. I think I loved the outro to the song. Incredible vocals and melodies. Really liked what was going on there. Really holistic, really great outro to the album. Definitely just an impressive, really solid way to, to end the album there. Now, like I said earlier, Louder 2 actually wasn't supposed to be the outro of the album. The outro to the album was supposed to be 2007, a track that Jid ended up releasing in advance just on YouTube because it didn't get the proper sample clearances to get officially released on streaming with the rest of the album. But that song is supposed to be the album's outro. And honestly, I'll consider it such because 
That song was incredible. That's one of Jid's best songs ever. There are so many beat switches, so many samples, such depth in storytelling. I feel like anybody listening to the album for the first time, you got to listen through. And then right when you finish Louder 2, you got to go listen to 2007 because it ties the album together beautifully. I mean, it's one of the best examples I've seen of, you know, a full start to finish, basically full career storytelling in a single song. There are so many different beat switches, samples, instrumentals used. And the way that he effortlessly integrates J. Cole speaking, you know, a man that's supposed to be his father speaking into the song, all these different elements and samples. He's even got Ebe, co-founder of Dreamville with J. Cole, you know, talking, you know, all these different people integrate into the song, all these parts of his story, all the way from growing up in Atlanta to, you know, listening to Kendrick, Section 80 when he was younger, to playing football at Hampton and being frustrated they're losing, being connected with this guy who transferred in, who wants him to start rapping, eventually finding Earth Gang at Hampton, which is a crazy and cool story on its own. Just all this development, eventually meeting Cole, coming off Tory Tory Lanez, all these just different tiny elements that add up to form this beautiful picture and this beautiful story for Jid. 2007, I really, really, really wish it would have gotten clear this album's outro, because I feel like that could have really set it into just an amazing all-time upper echelon of album. I still think it's incredible. And I'd like to consider the album with that as an intro. So with that being said, to me, I mean, the album as a whole is a modern classic. Everything came together perfectly for Jid to me. And it's a defining moment for his entire career. You know, it's an unforgettable piece of art. I think it's going to have an everlasting impression on, you know, the Southern hip hop scene and really the modern hip hop scene as a whole. And there's very few albums that I listen to. And on first listen, I really say this is an album that cemented that artist's legacy. But it really did. And it cemented him, you know, with a place, with a time. It set him and established him as somebody who's the truth, who's the future, who's incredible, and who really just gave us a timeless piece of art and truly a modern classic album. I can say definitively, you know, I don't think that that's an exaggeration for me to use that phrase. I think The Forever Story is a modern classic Southern rap album. And I think it should be, and I think it will be, remembered as a legendary project. I just gotta say, I'm so impressed and so happy that Jib pulled everything together the way he did. And if you have not heard this album, it's an absolute must listen. One of my favorites of the modern era. Truly something special. Jid really did his thing, and I hope that this cements his legacy the way that it should. This has been New Music with Nick. Thanks for listening to The Daily Brew. For more podcasts by the Stanford Daily, visit stanforddaily.com slash category slash podcasts. 